The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Jesus also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and he said to him, What is this that I heard about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said to him, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write 80. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts, for what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Jesus tells a parable today about bad money that does good things. It's similar to the story of Oscar Schindler, whose story was eventually made into an Academy Award-winning film. Oscar Schindler was a Nazi, and he ran two factories that employed Jews. And he ended up using all of his money to save his Jewish employees from death. It was Nazi money, and he was dishonest. He bribed and lied, but he used his money to save those 1,200 lives. To put it in today's parable's terms, Schindler was shrewd because his generosity created a community called Schindler's List. In Jesus' parable today, the master praises the manager for being shrewd. Now this word shrewd has a sort of condescending sort of way of understanding it. However, you could translate the Greek word into wisdom. This means in verse 8 that the master 
praises the manager for his wisdom. His wisdom in showing generosity. Now, at first glance, it might be hard to find the manager's generosity because we think that he is, in fact, stealing from the rich man when he's cutting the bills by 50% and 20%. However, if we were part of that first century economy, we would understand that the manager was, in fact, giving the debtors his commission. The manager generously gives his money away in order to make friends so that he would be welcomed into their houses, into their lives. Jesus shows that the wisest thing to do with your money is to generously give it away so that the community grows, your community grows. See, once the manager is fired from his job, he's no longer restricted to do the things that everyone expects him to do, to get his cut. Rather than thinking about his own economic situation, once he's fired, he focuses on others. And he ends up being part of their life because generosity creates community. Now, you might have noticed if you've ever come to an Advent or Lenten dinner here at St. John, that we, have, we don't have free will offerings. You just come and enjoy the dinner. There's two main reasons. One is, I don't think there's really such thing as a free will offering. Uh, <laughs> once those baskets are put out, I feel obligated. It's more of a transaction than an offering. But the second reason is the more important reason. The second reason is generosity expands the community. See, rather than payment, the wisest thing to do with the money is to simply give it in the offering here at church. Because the offering is the mechanism where you stop thinking about yourself and start thinking of others. How you're going to love them with a generosity that attempts to create and expand the community. Now, you might say, of course, this man in the parable, the manager, is going to have friends because when he gives money away, all they care about is the money and not about him. Well, that could be true if the Bible reading ended at verse 9. But the Bible reading continues. And in verse 11, Jesus says that being generous with your money is the little stuff of faith compared to the true riches. What this means, then, is money is a way to serve something better, something truer. The true riches are generously given away still. It's the same sort of action. But the true riches don't make friends for life on earth. The true riches make friends for life in heaven. And according to the parable, then, the true riches are the things of God. Wisdom, generosity, and the forgiveness of sins. Jesus spends his life giving the true riches away in order to create his heavenly kingdom, his heavenly community. Jesus' community, then, doesn't run like the community of the world, where everyone is, is expected to get their cut 
But Jesus runs his community by wisdom, generosity, and the forgiveness of sins. And it has to be these three together. Because wisdom without generosity is like a teacher who never teaches. And generosity without wisdom is like giving money to the homeless so that they stay away rather than come. And a world run with wisdom and generosity without the forgiveness of sins is a world that can only be filled by perfect people. Which, of course, none of us are. However, Jesus, in fact, shows all three of these true riches when he dies and rises again for the world. Jesus wisely intercedes for each one of us when he gives us his righteousness by forgiving our debts, forgiving our sins. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave more than the 50 and 20 percent of today's parable. He gave the 100 percent of his life. By giving all of himself to the world, Jesus then can create a community the size of the world. And Jesus wants to fill this world. You see, like the dishonest manager, each one of us have been fired from a life that makes sure we get our cut. And we've been baptized into the way Jesus runs his house, into a life that gives our wealth away, whether it is money or the true riches of wisdom, generosity, and forgiveness. Now, with respect to how much we give, Jesus picks a lot of numbers. 10%, 20%, 50%, and of course, 100%. But what he doesn't choose is 2%, which is in fact what our national church body gives. See, today's parable helps us rejoice in the fact that we've been fired from the 2% and in fact have been welcomed into, baptized into, a life that gives generously so that people may be welcomed into the heavenly kingdom where they can experience the true riches of God. So let us pray for wisdom and generosity and the forgiveness of sins so that we may joyfully give away the true riches of faith so that the heavenly kingdom can rejoice in its expansion. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen.